everybody. It is Jacob Levy back with another Today in Sports. It has been a long hiatus, but with everything going on with the Celtics, I just had the urge. I had to jump back on. I had to share some thoughts, and hopefully you guys are going to listen. Um, currently, it's Sunday night. Celtics, Warriors, Game 5 in Golden State. Tomorrow at 9 o'clock, too late by the way, but let's move on from that because I could go on forever about why these games have to start at 9 o'clock. It's ridiculous. Um, But I want to talk about a topic that's really been on my mind lately, and it's the conversation about the Celtics and are they a lovable team? Are they the kind of team that a traditional, traditionally a city would embrace? And to me, that answer is no. And Um, I know that might be controversial, but, you know, when I think of all-time lovable teams, I don't think of teams that that frustrate you as much as some of of these losses have been frustrating as a Celtics fan. Um, And you can take the game on Friday as an example, game four. I mean, they should have won. I mean, it's, it's that simple. They take away Steph's greatness. They're great players. I mean, the Celtics won when Giannis had great games. The Celtics won when Jimmy Butler had great games. The Celtics won when Kyrie Irving had a great game in game one against Brooklyn. They, You know, guys can go off and guys can play incredible. And the Celtics can still win. And I think um, the notion that because Curry played great, the Celtics just never had a chance is so silly and such a simple-minded way to look at how these games have gone. And when you really think about it, um, the Celtics' best player has not played anywhere near the level of the Warriors' best player, despite being compared to that level of player from the beginning of the series. Jason Tatum has really not shown us what he's fully capable of yet in this series. And I think you got a taste of it in Game 3 when he passed really well and also scored the ball. But Game 1... It felt like he couldn't score, 3 for 17. Game 2, he really exclusively scored and didn't get back on defense, didn't pass the ball very well, had a lot of turnovers, especially while the game was still competitive. And then, of course, you get the game, Game 3. That's a pretty well-rounded game. But again, for the player that we perceive him to be in the caliber that we put him in, the class that we put him in, you know... That wasn't the kind of game where you're like, holy crap, that's a top five player. That's the kind of game where you go, man, that guy had a really good game. He played well-rounded. But he didn't take the game over. He wasn't the guy for a whole quarter, a whole half, when the team really needed him. You know, he scored. He helped them win, no doubt. But at no point was I thinking, this is the Tatum game. You know what I mean? And I think uh, last game would have been a really great time for that to happen. And it just didn't. And uh, it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly why that's happening. I think, you know, um, a lot of talk about his injuries, what they may or may not be. But at the same time, I think you have to factor in that, you know, Steph got rolled up on at the end of the game before that. And then he came out and played a great game. So I think injuries at this point in the season are really hard to, to quabble over. I don't even know if that's the right word. Um, but... I think, you know, to blame it exclusively on injuries when 
we've seen him play at a high level. We saw game six against Milwaukee when he single-handedly carried them through that game on the road and got that game, got that series to a game seven. I think it's a little disingenuous really to, to look at him as a player and what he's capable of and what he's shown us so far in the NBA finals and not have any commentary outside of the injury narrative. And um, I think that raises another conversation that really this team has struggled with, which is just the maturity of handling success and what that looks like. And there was some stat that when they win by a certain amount or more the next game, they've been two and seven throughout the playoffs. And I think the two wins were, um, well, one of them was definitely against Brooklyn. I'm not sure about the other one. Um, But that's not an acceptable statistic for a, a, a team in the finals. I mean, it just isn't. And it's such a unique run that they've been on in the sense of how untraditional it is, both from the age of the roster and their best players. You know, you could really say that they're ahead of schedule still, even though it feels like they've been in the league and been in these spots for so long. But then in the same breath, I think one of the more untraditional things about it has been the really up and down nature, the roller coaster nature of how these playoffs have gone. I think you heard Jalen Brown say it at one point that he kind of hates that they do this, but they just love to make it hard on themselves. And I think you see that. I think you see the difficulty that they have with just maintaining consistency. And, you know, at times it really does feel like we're back in the beginning part of the regular season again, where they'll have a, a night where they look incredible. You know, they'll have a night like uh, around New Year's when when they just absolutely torched the Suns and uh, we're like, holy crap, where has this team been? This is is high-level basketball. This is an incredible team. And they play so well together. And then you can follow it up with nights like Game 4 where, you know, you just don't see that killer instinct. You don't see that ability to keep composure in these big moments. Um, I think you saw it so many times throughout the playoffs. I mean, game five at home against Milwaukee. You had game seven, really, against Miami, where they almost blew it. Smart almost shot them out of the game. And, you know, you had it on Friday night. And I think, you know, one of the things that you draw back to in terms of maturity is just, you know, it's, it's interesting to me why these games tend to happen at home and why they're such a good road team. And, you know, in theory, a young team should be a really quality home team and struggle on the road. And that's generally how it goes. And you wonder sometimes if, or I wonder sometimes if, you know, the the raucous atmosphere at the Garden and how intense the fans are and how locked in the fans are. um, And, you know, they're on the refs for every call. They're living and dying with every shot. You know, they're booing the crap out of the away team. You know, and you wonder sometimes if, you know, the Celtics hear that and they and they lose focus on just playing the game. And I think when you're on the road, it's a lot easier sometimes for especially if you've been in these spots before to block out the noise. Um, and And what's interesting about it is. Right. That's the way it's gone for this team. But it's really hard to think of another team in like this era of basketball that's really operated like that. And honestly, even in sports, I mean, there's definitely good road teams, but those road teams also tend to be pretty good home teams. 
And in these in these playoffs, the Celtics have pretty much been a five hundred road team or home team the entire time. They're outstanding on the road, like unbelievably good, and it's kept them alive throughout the playoffs in various situations. But there's now such a big sample size of them coming up short at home that you have to wonder what that's about and and what's leading to those lapses in what should be one of the best home court advantages in all of basketball and one of the best home advantages in all of sports. And um, I just think that kind of points to something missing and it's hard to really put your finger on what that is. You know, we can all make guesses, but I think at the end of the day, there's just still this fragility and this lack of figuring it out almost that they haven't, they just haven't got there yet. And it's incredibly frustrating as a fan. And, you know, if they didn't play games like game one, or if they didn't play games like game three, when their backs are more against the wall or they really need that game, you know, I don't think we would feel this frustrated. You know, they would have bowed out in the first or second round. We would have said the talent just isn't good enough. But we know by now the talent's more than enough. You know, we've seen them beat the best teams in the league and honestly at times dominate them. You know, they've had times in pretty much every series they've played in where they've looked like not just the better team, but the drastically better team. And the inability to do that consistently is what really blows me away. And, you know, it's almost like it's regressed throughout the playoffs. I mean, they were so good against Brooklyn. And granted, Brooklyn has plenty of problems. And there were games there that were closer than they probably should have been. But at the end of the day, they closed those games out. And, you know, I just, it's really hard to wrap your mind around the fact that we're here at 2-2 when it really does feel like the Celtics have been the better team for the large majority of this series. And we said the same thing against Milwaukee when it was going to a Game 7. And we said the same thing against Miami when it was 2-2. And, you know, it's just incredible to me that they keep finding themselves in the spot and it feels like they just haven't, you know, if who knows if they've learned from it. But they haven't applied that learning, that's for sure. And I think everyone can agree on that. Um, you know, I, I do wonder going forward what this series looks like. And I think it, it raises the conversation of are the Celtics winning games and are the Warriors winning games or is the other team losing them? And I think, you know, there's so many examples in this series of runs or stretches or quarters or halves where the Celtics are clearly the better team, whether that's athletically, whether that's just basketball skill, whether that's teamwork, whether that's defense, whether that's offense, you just see it consistently at various points throughout the series. But they can't tie those stretches together. And it does feel like Golden State, even though they are not as talented and even though they are not as athletic, they just have enough of a know-how and a veteran presence and a mindset of what it takes to win, that they can hang around in these games. And if the Celtics keep having these lapses, then they will get exploited. And I think we saw that in game two, where the Celtics really did not look urgent enough. And even though at halftime, 
they were, I believe, winning by two, and they had a real chance, um, like a very real chance to leave Golden State up to nothing. And I think you saw that in game four on Friday when they really looked like the better team for, I think, the first half, pretty pretty notably. And they survived the third quarter avalanche, which is a whole other thing entirely. And then the fourth quarter, it's just they fall apart. And they, you know, the Golden State finished the game on some crazy run. The Celtics only scored like three or five points or something like that. And I just think it points to a lack of ability to keep everyone together when the going is getting tough. Um, And the weird thing is, you know, like I'm saying, there's been plenty of examples where they are one of the more mentally tough teams game to game. And that's not the issue. The issue is not game to game. When they have time to regroup and talk through it and calm down, they come out composed, they come out hungry, they come out with a fire. But in the games, when things get tough, there's just a a tendency with this team to let it get to them. And, you know, you hope that goes away with time. But, you know, as it currently stands, we don't have time. It's two to two in the NBA finals and you just lost home court advantage. So the urgency needs to be there. And, you know, they have more than enough talent to beat Golden State, but the you just wonder you know the closer they get to winning the tighter things are going to get mentally and the harder it's going to be to close a team out I mean this is going to be as hard as it gets to close a team out and you've seen it get tougher every round and this is going to be as hard as it will get and you know you just wonder if they have the ability to do that and you know Golden State if Golden State gets you in a position where where they can step on throats and, and, and end the series and put that killer blowout, they're going to do it. You know, they have those guys. Steph's a killer. Clay Thompson is a killer. Draymond Green sucks, but, you know, he knows how to pass the ball at least. Um, but they, they have that mentality. And, you know, I have not seen that yet from Jason Tatum. And I think you see that at times from Jalen Brown. But there's also a lot of times where he just disappears. And it's still befuddling how that keeps happening. Um, he needs to be way more involved in the offense, especially late in games. And the whole team needs to be less Tatum-centric at the end of the game. You know, I I understand there's a tendency for your best player to be the one predominantly on the ball at the end of a game, especially a close one. But that doesn't mean you can't run an offense. That doesn't mean you can't run a play. It doesn't mean you can't move the ball. You know, you want the ball to find those guys, but it doesn't have to start with them. And that doesn't have to be the primary intention, you know. Let those guys be smart players, be intelligent, have high basketball IQ and and find the ball and get open looks for them or for their teammates. So I'm very curious to see how this next game plays out. I honestly wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, It feels like the kind of thing they'd respond to, given what they've done all postseason, but it's playing with fire. I mean, it just is. They've they've put themselves in the spot too many times, and you will. I would not be surprised if if Golden State shows up, and the Celtics wilt, or the Celtics play great for three quarters, and they can't close. It it really wouldn't surprise me. So, I'm very curious to see how this game is going to go. I just wanted to put out 
some thoughts out into the air uh, before they do. You know, obviously rooting very hard for the Celtics, but pulling for them. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm honestly very curious, and I'm really not sure. I could see it going either way. So just wanted to let that out into the universe, uh, try and get some stress relief from myself. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Hopefully we'll be doing more of these. Um, summer can be slow with sports, but I'm sure we'll find a way. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. You guys are the best. Appreciate the love and support. And go Celtics. Let's do this thing. Come on. Mm-hmm.